and welcome back to another episode of the hockey princess i am your host the hockey princess um it's been another slow week really i am anxiously awaiting for training camp and you know october 10th for the first game really really need hockey to come back because off season's getting pretty boring this is definitely my least favorite part of the year um because it's just a lot of waiting there's no more fun speculations like during the off season you got the draft you've got free agency you've got some trades going on there's normally like one big blockbuster that everybody's like whoa that happened like the carlson one this summer um but now it's just quiet um and i'm gonna be real i don't know what to do in life until hockey season starts again (laughs) um so it's been another slow week ish um so we're getting a little nerdy this week kind of doing some deep dive explaining bits because there hasn't been a ton of news um but before we get started make sure you hit that like and follow button whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or corrections from past podcasts, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok at the Hockey Princess Podcast, or you can email me at thehockeyprincess at gmail.com. And I will happily come back the following week and either talk about what you wanted me to talk about or answer any questions or, you know, correct something dumb that I said the week before. Like I always say, I am a human. I am not perfect. Uh, I do not know everything. I just know some things and I enjoy talking about those things to myself and hopefully, you know, some people are listening. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, So just some little additions as far as the AHL and the NHL that happened this past week. Um, the Rockford Ice Hogs signed a one-year contract with Anders Bjork. Uh, he came to Chicago about the trade deadline last year, played a little bit up in Chicago, then played a little bit down in Rockford for their Rockford playoff push. That really wasn't a playoff push. Um, but he signed a one-year contract with Rockford, which makes sense with Luke Philp being out until at least the beginning of 2024 with Achilles tendon surgery. Um, I do not envy that it, him whatsoever. That surgery sounds like painful. Um, uh, so it kind of just, you know, makes sense. It'll be a nice even kind of slide into that spot uh, where that hole is going to be because even though you've still got a new, a lot of new, fresh talent coming into Rockford next year, you still need some guys who have played some sort of length of time, either in the AHL or the NHL, that are just a little bit more veteran than the babies coming from juniors. Um, so that is our Rockford signing. We've got a couple of free agent signings. Uh, I know we were speculating with crusty old guy last week about where Caleb Jones would go. And I said, maybe Los Angeles. Well, I was <laughs> completely wrong as I am at least 50% of the time. Uh, Car- 
Caleb Jones ended up signing with the Carolina Hurricanes for a one-year contract for $775,000. Uh, like I said, just one year, which, you know, has been the common thread with all of the free agent signings this past offseason. And it's going to make sense, as we talked about before, you know, next year and the year following are big, big off-seasons. There's a lot of contracts kind of that are going to expire at the end of this upcoming season. So pretty much everyone's been signing either a one-year or a two-year contract, putting them, you know, kind of in that bubble with everybody else and everybody's contract is going to go up at the same time and it's going to be crazy. We might even have two free agency podcasts that week for next summer. Um... Then another one, our former Chicago Blackhawk, Pierce Suter, who was previously with the Detroit Red Wings after uh, he was no longer a Blackhawk, signs with the Vancouver Canucks for 1.6 for two years. Um, I liked him. He was briefly a Blackhawk, but I liked what I saw. He was a part of the um, He Who Must Not Be Named regime pre-Kyle Davidson. Um, but I liked him. You know, I didn't like that he went to the Dead Wings. Still don't like Vancouver, but I, you know, I wish him well. He's a, he's a good hockey player. Um, next one is Easton Cowan signed his entry-level contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was drafted at this past draft um, at the end of June. It was, he went in the first round, and it was very kind of off the boards. He was definitely projected to go a lot later. You know, Toronto's uh, a little bit known for being pretty unconventional in terms of their draft picks. Not as much as the Detroit Dead Wings are or Anaheim. Um, but they, they will tend to, you know go off the boards a little bit. So we'll see what happens. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on him just because it was a shock when he got drafted as high as he did to Toronto. So it should be interesting. Like I said, he signed his entry level. So it's three years. It is 935,000. Not bad for an entry level contract. Not bad for, you know, you're making that type of money when you're 18. That's really not bad at all. Um, and then we have a trade involving Montreal and Detroit, uh, primarily in sending Jeff Petrie to Detroit. Now, Jeff Petrie was a part of a trade last week from uh, the Eric Carlson kind of three-way trade between Pittsburgh, San Jose, and Montreal. Jeff Petrie ended up in Montreal and then got traded to Detroit. Um, Montreal receives defenseman Gustav Lidstrom and a 2025 fourth-round conditional pick. Um, the only thing that's really, like, they're going to get a fourth-round pick, but it's either going to be Detroit's or Boston's late round pick in that round. Detroit owns both of them, but we just don't know which one um, belongs to Montreal now. And Montreal is retaining 50% of Jeff Petrie's salary. Um, really don't have an opinion or a comment on this trade aside from reporting it. It's, uh, it's a trade with a lot of moving parts that have nothing tied to the Chicago Blackhawks or any of their 
enemies or any of the other teams that I am a super big fan of. Um, but I still felt like I needed to report it because like I said, the off season doesn't bring us a lot, especially at this, you know, late August, early September. We don't even have any dates for training camp yet. <laughs> we got nothing. So I got to report every little trade, even if it makes no deal whatsoever to the Blackhawks. <laughs> All right. And let's see, what are we going to talk about today? Yes. So there have been some kind of questions, comments, concerns involving uh, development camp, training camp that is going to ha happen this time next month. Like it should be mid-September blending into end of September and then it's going to bleed into preseason and it, they're kind of just going to make cuts as they go. There's no set number that they have to have by certain dates throughout the process. It's kind of just you invite all of these people and then as the days go on, you know, so-and-so gets sent back to Finland, so-and-so gets sent back to juniors, kind of when they decide like, hey, you know, we're either the team can be like, hey, we're definitely not considering you or more of a, hey, go back to Finland for one more year. Like, we just want one more year of you developing where you're at and then come over. Um, or even sometimes with European players, they don't even come over to, to development camp if it's really a surefire situation that they're not making the, the Hawks that season or in, they're not even making Rockford. And honestly, most European players, if it's a... Rockford or staying at home nine times out of ten they're gonna stay at home um for the year in case of the European players like folks that are over in Russia Finland Sweden I know Russia is not in Europe but I just call them all Europe the ones that are not in North America um <laughs> they most likely will stay at home just because that's what they're comfortable that's what they're familiar with you know some of them don't speak English, and then you're going to be in Rockford where you don't know anybody, you don't know the language, you're in the middle of nowhere. It's not really appealing to anybody, especially if, you know, you're pretty sure that you're not making it to Chicago. You're just going to be stuck in Rockford most of the season. You're better off just still developing at home. Um. So like I said... The any of the CHL, so that's the Canadian Hockey League, which that is kind of like the big umbrella. And then it goes the WHL, the Western Hockey League, the OHL, Ontario Hockey League, or the Q League, which is the Quebec Hockey League. Um, or if you refer to me or if I refer to, you know, players going back to juniors more often than not, it's the CHL. They will all be there. Um there's some kind of blurry situations in terms of the college hockey players going to training camp in September. So this is where most of the questions were. And so I thought, you know, I really don't know all the answers. I never really thought about it. Um, so I'm going to research it and tell you guys what I found about it. Um, so there, the NCAA has really strict rules to kind of laying out what a player can do and what a player cannot do. And, you know, if they do things that they're not supposed to do, then they forfeit their eligibility to play 
for that upcoming season for their team. Um, the biggest, so this will apply to, you know, Frank Nazar, who's going back to Michigan, Oliver Moore and Sam Renzel, who are going back to Minnesota. Um, even Landon Slaggart, who is going back to Notre Dame for his final year. These rules are going to apply to them. Um, there's definitely other college hockey players, but the, but think of them when I'm throwing out these rules. <laughs> um, because those are, because there are top, you know, college hockey prospects. So in NCAA player cannot um, do any of these things. Otherwise, they will forfeit their NCAA contract. They cannot stay at training camp for longer than 48 hours if the team pays for, you know, their food, lodging, airfare. Um, if a team has already paid for a previous camp and then they're coming back for a second one. Um, or if it, attending the camp requires them to miss school, which is, that's really the big one. You know, even players could, could quite possibly go on their own dime or their parents' dime. But, you know, if they miss school, then it auto already forfeits their NCAA contract. Um... They cannot participate in any scrimmages or games that play another team. In intra-squad games do not count. They need to play another game. So that being said, you know, there's 60 Blackhawk prospects in a room. They can play a 30-on-30 situation. I know that's not really how it happens, but follow me here while I ramble. They can play a 30-on-30 with each other. And it's fine. But, you know, come September, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wild typically have a development camp scrimmage where, you know, our prospects play their prospects. They can't participate in that. Which makes sense in Frank Nazar's situation where, you know, he went to prospect camp that was in July last summer, probably came on his own dime, and... You know, he did not play any other team because Prospect Camp in July, it's only the Blackhawks that are there. Come September, one, he was at school, and two, they were playing other teams' prospects. So, and, so I said before how the, t uh, let's see. So, like, how I already said that the team has already prayed for a pre previous camp, then they're going back for another camp. The draft combine counts as a camp with all 32 teams. So, even with the combine, you still have to go on your dime. No team can, I mean, if you're going to the draft combine, no team should be paying for your hotel or airfare or anything. But that's another addition to the rule is the combine also counts. Um, like I said, so Frank Nazar and even Drew Camesso did the same thing, you know, when he was still going to prospect camp, you know, he was there for camp in July, but then last September he was not. And it was Mitchell Weeks and Jackson Stauber as your goaltenders come September for that kind of prospect dual training camp versus Minnesota. So... Players, I mean, 
players could go. There have been instances where players have gone to training camp and are completely okay with forfeiting their NCAA eligibility. A recent-ish example is Brady Kachuk, um, who was drafted not too long ago, um, went to training camp with the Ottawa Senators. And it was kind of a, if I go to the Ottawa Senators training camp, I'm forfeiting my eligibility to play for the University of Maine next year. So he took that gamble. It worked out for him because he signed with the Ottawa Senators. Um, but that's not always the case. There was a, another player for, um, he was a goalie. Uh, named Tyler Johnson, and he forfeited his eligibility because he played in a training camp with the in the Ontario Hockey League. He played 11 minutes in a scrimmage, and he forfeited his eligibility for uh, the following, his NCAA eligibility. So there's pros and cons. It's kind of just the situation that you're in. If you're a really high draft pick that past year, and you know, you're going to a team, and the team is pretty much like, yeah, come play for us, like, this year, then, you know, it's a lot easier of a situation. Most players, however, are not that surefire in with an NHL team, especially right after they're drafted. Most players take a couple of years. Um, and especially in Nazar's situation where, you know, he really didn't get a freshman year. He was hurt early on, spent most of his freshman year recovering, um, only played the tail end of Michigan's regular season and then going into the playoffs. So, are you going to see Frank Nazar at training camp in September? No. Um, one, he'll be at school. And two, you know, the Black, he's not going to the Blackhawks this year. So there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be going to Michigan this next year for his sophomore year. Because the thing is, is, as great and as insane as Frank Nazar is, and I do enjoy watching him, and I think he is going to be really great, he's only just going to be a sophomore. Like, give him time. Send him back to Michigan. Let him, you know, do his thing in Michigan. He will be fine. <laughs> so, yeah. If the Chicago Blackhawks... And it's not even decided if the Blackhawks are, you know, having a train camp open to the public or not. Or what their situation is going to be. But, you know, if say there is one open to the public, you can pretty much guarantee that you're not going to see Frank Nazar, Sam Renzel, or Oliver Moore, and there's a couple of others, but those are the three main ones that you're pretty sure you're not going to see. Um, it'll be a lot of your Europe, European prospects, your CHL prospects, any... Um, prospect uh any prospects that are on a pto contract which is a professional tryout contract um those are typically your older veteran players that are free agents that are invited by teams hey come to camp let's see you move let's see you work how you mesh with the rest of the team and you know at the end of training camp either they are signed by that team or they are you know released back into the void that is free agent hockey players. So that's a little bit on training camp. Um, I hope that clarifies it a little bit and doesn't just confuse you more. <laughs> um, 
The next bit that I wanted to talk about, and I kind of mentioned this last week, is the Chicago Wolves becoming an independent AHL team. Um, just a little pre-blurb about the Chicago Wolves. They play out at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, which is not too far. It's out by the O'Hare Airport. Um, at the Allstate Arena, highly recommend going to a game if you, you know, want to see the Rockford Ice Hogs closer than just Rockford. Or, you know, you just want to go to a game and you can't really afford the ungodly expensive Connor Bedard prices that the Blackhawks are hiking up right now. Highly recommend the Chicago Wolves. Um, talk to Jake Elliott for tickets. Um, he works in their ticket office. He is amazing. He has hooked me up and my friends up with such great tickets over the past couple of years. His name's, like I said, Jake Elliott. He's, he's the guy. He's the guy over at the Wolves. Um, big fan. We're big fans of Jake here at the Hockey Princess podcast. Um, so yeah, so they have been an AHL affiliate team for all of my life and a little bit before. Um, and they are, as of this upcoming season, they are going to be an independent AHL team, which means they are not going to have an NHL affiliate. They are going to be the first AHL independent team since the 1994-1995 season. And as of today, there is still no update, no word on what Carolina tends to or plans to do with their AHL players. The only affiliation that the Chicago or that the Carolina Hurricanes have right now are the e, their ECHL team, which is the Norfolk Admirals. So this isn't even locked down completely yet. It is for sure that you know the Wolves are going to be independent, but in terms of every other detail about it it's not really locked down at all um but i just want to give a little history on the wolves too and their affiliations so they were an affiliate an ahl affiliate to the atlanta thrashers for about 10 years um ended in 2011 when atlanta relocated up to winnipeg and became the winnipeg jets then when they moved they acquired a different ahl affiliate team that was closer to winnipeg uh, so then the Wolves then were tied to the Vancouver Canucks. Then in 2013, they became tied to the St. Louis Blues. Then after that, when we had our second most recent expansion when the Ve- during the Vegas Golden Knights expansion, the Chicago Wolves you know, were the affiliate for the Vegas Golden Knights. And as well as St. Louis also sent some of their prospects to the Wolves for the 2017-2018 season. Then in 2020, the, uh, they became the AHL team for the Carolina Hurricanes, as well as Nashville just for the 2020-2021 season um, because Nashville's previous Previous and still current AHL affiliate, the Milwaukee Admirals, opted out of the COVID-shortened season. Um, the, as of right now, they are still the Milwaukee is still the affiliate to Nashville, but just for that one season when Milwaukee opted out, Nashville was sending some of their prospects to the Wolves to play. 
Um, but after that season, then it just became the Carolina Hurricanes, and it's been just the Carolina Hurricanes since then, up until right now. Um, so, like I said, there's a lot of things that are still in speculation. We don't know what Carolina is going to do, how they're going to handle their roster. We don't know how Chicago is going to handle their roster. Um, because there is not, it's not like Carolina can then just go find another AHL team to be like, okay, now we, you are affiliated with us. We will send you our people. There's not a team. You know, there's 32 NHL teams, 32 AHL teams. You know, Wolves are opting out to be independent, which is fine. But then that doesn't leave Carolina to go to anybody else. So they're, they're kind of stuck. Uh, they're they're kind of stuck. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, they're really kind of stuck. So what can happen in terms from the Wolves perspective? So they can have players on loan from certain NHL teams, including the Carolina Hurricanes, not just exclusively the Carolina Hurricanes, but they can have players on loan from different NHL teams. They they have the ability to sign just teams or sign players just to play for them. You know, they don't have to go through anybody else and be like, mm, is this okay? They... I mean, and that is the point of going independent in itself is that you don't have to answer to your NHL affiliate. You have the ability to be like, nope, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to handle our team. This makes the most sense for us. Um, let's see. And, you know, they have the ability then to go out and look at NCAA hockey players as well as you know, players in the CHL that did not get an NHL contract and can sign just with them. Um, think like how Anders Bjork and Marcel Marcel signed a Rockford level contract. It wasn't a Blackhawk contract and they have the ability to be sent down to Rockford. They just signed with Rockford. So, but what I found interesting is the... Chicago Wolves GM Wendell Young when asked about kind of the change um he said Carolina's philosophy towards their AHL affiliate changed this season which makes me believe that you know there were definitely some big serious disagreements in some high up rooms um drama happened drama went down <laughs> but i mean from the wolves side i can i can see where they're going you know, the Wolves have gotten pretty popular in Chicago, partially thanks to, you know, the Blackhawks being in a rebuild and not everybody wants to sit for too many games watching some really bad hockey. I'll do it, but like I tell you guys every week, I really don't have a life <laughs> outside of watching hockey. So I'll watch bad hockey. But a lot of people, you know, went to the Wolves because while the Blackhawks were sliding, the, bull the, the Wolves were getting better. And so, you know, they're like, we're, we're popular. We're getting a following. We want to be able to run this team and run this roster and develop these players how we want to, not how we're being told by Carolina to do. Um, 
especially because, you know, they do all this work developing all of these players and then they immediately get sent to the NHL, which, you know, that's how affiliation works. But the Wolves have probably, what I can assume, that the Wolves have, you know, been like, hey, we'd like all of our good players to stay and not just leave the moment that they get good. Um, Because the Wolves definitely have had some really good people in the past couple of years. Um, Kuchikov is probably the first name that comes to mind for me. That is their, the Wolves starting goaltender who will, you know, when he develops, hopefully, fingers crossed, because I do like watching him play, you know, become one of Carolina's top goaltenders. Um, but he got sent back and forth a lot this past year because Auntie Ranta and Freddie Anderson, you know, can't stay healthy. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, the Wolves didn't really uh, meet their expectations this past year because they had so, because Carolina had so many injuries that the Wolves kept having to send their best players up. And so, and Kuchikov was one of them. Kuchikov, Suzuki, Reese, um, Jack Drury just signed with the Carolina Hurricanes, just got officially brought up to the Carolina Hurricanes from the Chicago Wolves. You know, the Wolves were now in the position where they were missing big holes in their roster that they had no control of to to fill them because it wasn't up to them. So it was up to Carolina. So they, I guess that they just had enough of it. Um, You know, I support the Wolves and what they're wanting to do um it'll be very interesting to see how they go about this change because like I said this will be the first time that an AHL team has become an independent since 1994-1995 um your hockey princess was born in 1996 so I've never seen this happen um this will be new this will be very interesting and I'm very intrigued to see how this works um I definitely have you know some questions, you know, how is trading with other AHL teams going to work? Because, you know, all the other AHL teams either can they only trade with players that have signed contracts with that specific AHL team? Because if so, then you're limiting, you're just incredibly limited on who you can trade for and with um, because not everybody in the AHL has a specific AHL contract. Most of the time, you know, they have an NHL contract and, you know, they're waivers exempt or whatever, and they're able and they get sent down to Rockford. So I'm curious to see how trading works on the AHL scale with the Wolves being independent. Um, you know, and another big question that I have is not being an NHL is not being an NHL affiliated team going to act as a deterrent for free agents looking to sign knowing there's no movement I know in some cases with players that you know really didn't get an NHL contract they're gonna be like yeah sure I'll sign at the AHL great but there's there's got to be some players that you know knowing that there's no option to move up to the NHL in this contract is it going to act as a deterrent for them and be like "Mm, i'll wait or let me go to this other ahl team or let me just wait it out 
how is that going to work? Um, and I know I said before that the Wolves can take players on loan from different NHL teams, but are they really going to do that? Are they really going to see that as a priority or are they just going to say that they can do that? But in reality, they're going to go fill up their roster with, you know, picks that they want and players that they want and sign guys that are going to be theirs in-house, signed with the Chicago Wolves, and not just, I'm here on loan from a different team. How is that going to be managed, like, in their priorities? I wonder. Um, yeah, so like I said, Carolina has not listed what they're doing on the AHL level. Um, their only affiliation right now is their ECHL level, which is the, so it goes NHL, AHL, ECHL. Uh, our ECHL affiliate is the Indy Fuel down in Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, so right now Carolina kind of doesn't know what they're doing. But I'm intrigued. I'm excited. We'll know something before the season starts, hopefully. And like I said, for the Chicago Wolves, if you are going to a game this season, they always run great promotions. There's not really a bad seat in the house. Um, and contact Jake Elliott in tickets for Chicago Wolves tickets. He's amazing. We're big, big fans of Jake here at the Hockey Princess Podcast. Um, yeah. That is a lot of rambling in a half hour, um, but we did it. Thanks for sticking with me. Um, that is all that I have for this week. Like I said before, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want to talk about, if you want to be on this podcast, you know, shoot me a message, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, the Hockey Princess Podcast, or send me an email at thehockeyprincess at gmail.com. I will happily get you on. Like, I love talking to other people that either want to learn about hockey, know about hockey, uh, just want to ask me a bunch of questions. I love it. I live for it. I love the episodes where I don't just have to talk at a wall for a half hour. Um, cause it gets kind of lonely friends. It gets a little lonely. Not gonna lie. Um, so yeah, smash that like and follow button. Let me know any questions, comments, concerns. If there's anything that I got wrong in terms of, you know, the camp stuff, the Wolves stuff. If you got an inside secret on what the Wolves and Carolina situation is, let me know. I love the gossip. Um, but otherwise, that is it for this week. And I will talk at you guys next week.